in a moment. The news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. It's a must-see exhibit on how our minds construct racism and how the CMHR exhibition, which opens tomorrow on Behind Racism, challenging the way we think. We begin with Michael Workman. Michael, what was, thank you for joining us. What was written in your 1988 yearbook about you? <laughs> well, I'd have to pull it up, but uh, I actually have the yearbook right here because I did send you a picture of that. Um, well, you know what? I can paraphrase. The exact uh, caption was something like uh, Michael Super Workman movie. between yeah. getting kicked out of Monty's biology, uh, biology class. Yes. And denying his involvement in the chalk brush scandal. That's another story. <laughs> then there was a term that was used in quotations. What is that term? Right. Uh, Super Mooley. <laughs> Super Mooley found time right. to play crusader football, basketball, and to stick his tongue out at everybody. What, is, what does that phrase mean? Uh, the way it was used, uh, Mooley was is a, ref, a racial slur referring to uh, a black person, uh, and apparently, as I looked it up, it was uh, how Italians referred to black people. I guess uh, differentiate, differentiating themselves from black people, but it was just used by you know uh, my football teammates or you know friends and what have uh, have you as a uh, uh, would be term of endearment, I guess, a nickname. And are you a black person? No, no, uh, East Indian. Has that stuck with you throughout your your life, or was there a time where you started to realize, wait a minute here, I was the victim of racism? Uh, yeah, well, victims, uh, you know, again, it's a strong word, and no, I don't think anybody really likes to see themselves as a victim or someone, to, maybe not someone to be felt sorry for. Uh, it just seems so, um, so accepted that I didn't feel like a victim at the time. And uh, I definitely used humor to, you know, pass it off or, you know, had my own comebacks or, you know, whatever I could to, uh, to not make it as impactful, I guess. But uh, again, looking back though, uh, when you asked me to do this, I started thinking about those times where it's like, man, all my nicknames were racially related to my color. Uh, whether it be in high school or junior high or even uh, primary school. So, uh, yeah, I started thinking about it more, and uh, that's why I sent you the picture, thinking, yeah, this is like in a you know, high school-endorsed uh, school yearbook write-up, uh, as blank as this can be. As an adult now, um, do you s- stick up and say something when this happens to either yourself or others? Do you feel empowered in 2022 to say something? 100%. Uh, I totally uh, do not. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I don't put up with too much anymore, uh, even if it's a joke or, or and again, depending on who's delivering, uh, delivering the, uh, the comments uh, and the context, of course, there are times where, you know, with your, when you're with your older friends that know you well and, and you feel you're accepted by by some people and maybe not so much others, uh, you know, I'm able probably to differentiate between uh, what is actually being racist uh, or just, you know, this is because I've known you for so long and, you know, we can, you know, go back and forth without any true hard feelings because uh, because uh, we have a history, let's say. 
and uh, I don't feel uh, offended. So I think it's, it's, I don't know if it's about a feeling, but depending on the context and the person delivering the comments, I think I do feel that I can say, you know, now this is not acceptable, uh, or do you understand what you're saying is very racist? And sometimes people like people are like, really, is that really racist? And I'm like, well, to me, it is. So it yeah. is in the, in the eye and the ear of the beholder. And let's bring in Rory McLeod from the Canadian Museum for Human Rights. New exhibit opens tomorrow. It's called Behind Racism, Challenging the Way We Think. Good afternoon, Rory. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. And listening to Michael speak, that's that's sometimes what he has to do, challenge people, because some of the lexicon has been in, in, in the language for so long that we don't even realize that it does have racist undertones. And, and that's what this exhibit is all about, really getting us to think about what we're saying and the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, first and foremost, I think this exhibition is a call for people to begin their journey of being anti-racist by looking inward. One of the things we hope visitors take away from this exhibition is that we can break the taboo against admitting that we all have biases, that we all have some form of prejudice in us. And when we start to talk about it, when we admit it, that's when we can start to make important change. I think that's an important point to pick up on because I think, you know, as as Michael said, you know, if I say to someone, do you realize that's that's racist and they're shocked by that? I I think people would like to say to you, Rory, that that I'm not racist. So uh, where does it come from that we all have these biases? You know, one of the things that the exhibition is so, you know, lays out so powerfully is that bias is an inherent part of how we think. Our brains use biases, they use stereotypes, and they use them to simply get us through the day. Our brains are these incredible predictive machines that help you know, us make choices about what we want to eat. They help us jump out of the way of cars, they help us breathe, and they help do it by these neural pathways. But when some of those biases and prejudices go unchecked, they can result in racism. And when racism goes unchecked, we see outcomes in our society where some people are impacted by things like police violence. Some people are impacted things by, by excuse me, some people are impacted by things like discrimination that, that Michael experienced or differential outcomes in child welfare or in their annual salaries or any number of other things that we know impact some people more than others. And so, that's, that's really the message of this exhibition, what we want to get across to visitors. So take us through this. Um, I go, and, and maybe Michael comes with me, we have two very different upbringings and perspectives on this. Um, what am I doing at this exhibit? What am I seeing? What am, what am I answering? So one of the great, you know, one of the elements of this exhibition that I think will be so powerful are the interactive games and exercises. So starting right at the beginning, visitors can go through about a dozen exercises that can help illuminate how it is that the brain functions, how difficult it is to break like automated patterns of functioning, those quick snap decisions we make, or those associations we have with certain things that we think are positive or certain things that we think are negative. So there's games like that. There's games that help illuminate group dynamics, how we have a preference for people who look or sound or act like us. And then there are games that help us understand 
you know, when, when I, for example, hear somebody speaking, what are the assumptions that I'm making about that person? And how might those assumptions not accurately reflect who that individual feels they are? Um, and, 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 you know, much more. Like, it, it, it's really an extraordinary dive into how the brain functions, but also how it is that we can check those biases when we see them resulting in prejudices in ourselves and then in racism in our society. Michael, I, too, have a 1988 high school yearbook, the year I graduated. Things are really Mm -hmm. different um, in the late 80s through the 90s. Now we're in 2022. Do you still feel like you're subjected to racism and discrimination today? Uh, Yeah, good question. Of course, that's uh, hmm, not not. Uh, I would have to say 95% of the time, even closer to 99% of the time in my life, my daily work life, uh, social life, absolutely not. Uh, But at times of confrontation, I do find that race is used as a way to um, try to uh, put me in my place is a, a little different. Uh, not not right the right words, but I'll give you an example. Uh, I was playing basketball with my son in our back lane, and this truck went whipping by uh, really fast. And uh, I just yelled out, hey, slow down. So the guy backs up, and it, it was like a scene out of a stereotypical movie. You know, a uh, 30-something uh, Caucasian guy gets out of his truck uh, and he's like, uh, were you telling me to slow down? I'm like, well, yeah, you're going pretty fast on my back lane. Uh, and we're playing basketball here. There's no need to go that fast. And so right away, it's like, just go back to your own country, you packy, and uh, go drive a taxi. Like, straight away, right? It's not, I'm oh. speaking without an accent. Uh, my name's. I mean, he doesn't know my name's Michael. You know, I'm Roman Catholic. So there's lots of things uh, white about me. That sounds a little silly, too, of course. But uh, but right away, it was looking at my color and saying, okay, I know what this guy's about. He's an immigrant, and he's come here, and his parents or his dad probably drives a taxi. I'm going to use that as a put-down uh, because he's had the audacity to tell me to slow down in his back lane while he's shooting hoops with his son. Uh, so, and this happened last year. So, you know, you think, okay, right away that is, uh, you know, and that, that's one incident that you think, okay, it stands out of course, but, uh, I'd say on a daily basis, there's not really things that happen like that. Um, but color I think is a big issue just because it's such an easy way to differentiate between people. And then again, stereotype, like Lori was saying, it's very easy to look at someone and say, oh, I know who you are, uh, and I can judge you. We all have something to learn, some more than others. The exhibit opens tomorrow. Rory, thanks. We'll be going. We'll be there. Pleasure. Thank you. Michael, thanks again, my friend. Not a problem, Richard. Appreciate it. Thank you. Michael Workman. Rory McLeod from the Canadian Museum for Human Rights. The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.